Welcome, travelers of the multiverse, as Fantastic Geek Chronicles What If on Disney+. Plus. We are the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me is the Malas Notitas variant of Pete. Hello, Malas Notitas Pete. I do appreciate a man who's brave enough to attempt jewelry. The Marvel Movie Podcast by Fantastic Geek, featuring What If for episodes 206, What If Kahori Reshaped the World, and 207, What If Hela Found the Ten Rings, is brought to you by Fire Knives. Just knives made of fire. Pete, big thanks to everybody who uh, was bearing with us as we were dealing with some tech stuff behind the scenes. Basically, it's like this, Pete. I don't know when the last time is you saw the Rocketeer, but at one point in the Rocketeer, they used chewing gum to uh, plug a hole in the Rocketeer's tank. Basically, what happened is after many years, our chewing gum got loose and it took took some time and some figuring out and some I don't know what I'm doing uh, to to solve it. So big thanks to everybody, particularly our patrons. And Pete, you have a special patron shout out that I know you want to give on behalf of both of us. Yes, James Killen, James the Sagacious had had reached out. Hey, is there anything I can do? Does Patreon uh, allow a, a one-time uh, type of, uh, you know, contribution. And, uh, so yeah, just, you know, so, so thankful to, uh, to James in particular, uh, to the rest of our, uh, patrons who make this possible. This was an unforeseen type of thing and I'm not the chief technical officer. So, uh, I don't know that Matt could even, uh, we explained to me what's going on. All I know is there were problems. They're fixed. Um, we move on. You know, Pete, when I was at my most frustrated in the last couple of days, I was thinking, you know, I wanted to be a Star Trek engineer, which most of the time on Star Trek Next Generation involves standing at the big billiard table there in engineering <laughs> and, you know, like drawing on diagrams. Like, you know, if we reroute the this to the that. And, and lights. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of lights. And that's essentially what this was being a online software web thing, not a, you know, microphone broke by new microphone situation. But I was like, oh man, I got my Star Trek wish and it's terrible. But now Pete, it's beautiful. It's working. <laughs> um, but Pete, let's look to the future, 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 uh, because Echo is going to come in two weeks time. Yes, we are inside of uh, two weeks now. Our Apple podcast feed for that uh podcast is live uh so find that echo podcast by fantastic geek subscribe like review share etc etc in 206 what if kahori reshaped the world the watcher reflects on asgard's fear of ragnarok a fear now come early a result the tesseract sent to a new world america it's a beautiful day at a Mohawk tribe. Kahori and her younger brother find a cursed place in the woods. The lake contains great power and has been a place of great division. But how forbidden can it be? There are ducks there. We hear the sounds of gunshots far into their ears, and quickly conquistadores are in pursuit. Our heroes fall into the cavern, revealing a blue subterranean lake glowing in tesseract blue. Kahori is shot, falling into the lake. She's pulled into the Tesseract, its energy thrusting her back to the forest, or perhaps the Sky World. 
The Watcher explains that space stone energy has been imbued into the lake, powering the ancestors. Later, Kahuri awakes, healed but in another land of Mohawk, powered by the shards of stone. She wants to go home, although all who come here are here permanently. Back in our world, Conquistador Gonzalo is there to claim the Fountain of Youth. Where is it? Others return with Kahuri's brother. But back to Kahuri, she's told to slow down and feel the spirit of this place. Quickly, she uses her powers to leap up the giant tree, and she's still eager to return to the portal, to home. Instead, she joins the hunt for fruit from glowing buffalo creatures. She races in front of them, flipping one with her powers. Back at the supposed Fountain of Youth, the Conquistadores enter the pool. All are pulled under, and we see into the other world. They see the Mohawk feasting and dancing. They attack, but Kahori stops their bullets and takes their muskets. She wants to help all of her people, and she must bring the portal to the ground. Who's with her? None, as they choose peace, but she's off to fight the monsters. The Mohawk tribe is in chains, heading to the ships, and all see Kahori at the edge of the forest. They attack her, the order given to fire cannonballs at the witch. She stops the cannonballs, though one makes it through, striking her. That is when the rest of the celestial tribe comes to her aid. The Spanish ships are overrun and destroyed, but not before Kahori's tribe is rescued. The Watcher notes that so many stories can be spawned from a choice, though Kahori kept resolve on that path. A hero didn't stop at her first journey. In Spain, it can only be concluded that the New World is lost, as none have returned. But who dares to challenge Spain? With that, Kahori and others portal in. The guards are quickly stopped, and Kahori speaks of cooperation. The message is not well received initially, but peace is to be brought. And that has caught the eye of Stephen Strange. In episode 207, What If Hela Found the Ten Rings? Odin's firstborn, Hela, helped Asgard take over the realms. She wants to rule it all, but is sent to Hell. But what if she wasn't, and had her power taken by Odin? She and her helmet were cast out, the helmet found by Shu Wen Wu, holder of the Ten Rings. He also found Hela. They have a showdown, but she is powerless and quickly felled by the Ten Rings. She's escorted to her crown, but cannot lift it. Still, Wen Wu sees something in her, inviting her to dinner. He wants to talk about an alliance. Together, they can protect the world. They almost kiss, and she knocks him out and escapes. She and the adorable Morris head to the Norse country, but reach a dead end at the bamboo forest. In it, the forest starts to close and she runs. A mysterious force downs her. Hell awakes to Jaji and is surprised to see such magic on earth. Will you all take up arms in honor of Hela? No? Then perhaps teach her in these magic ways? In Asgard, Heimdall reports that he cannot see Hela, and Odin ponders this. But back to Hela, she's learning the art of breathing, then other practices, all to overthrow Wenwu and continue to conquest the universe, to get freedom over herself. Hela trains, and in time she sees proof that Odin has come to visit. Indeed, he has arrived to take the Ten Rings, but Hela is there too. Odin is glad Hela has arrived, although the feelings are not mutual. Family frustrations are shared, and Hela and Wenwu attack Odin. The team-up is ultimately successful. Odin is given a chance to reject violence, but does not. She knows that a god should appreciate life, and with that, her helmet returns. She's earned it. Her new, pure power helps her overcome Odin. She has won and now wants to spread freedom. The ensuing empire was one of liberators, overtaking Thanos and others in peace. (laughs) 
a divergence has occurred. What's changed and would we keep the changes? Well, Pete, starting with this Kahori episode, such a solid narrative, great introduction of a character. We've been told this is the MCU debut of a character that will continue in some capacity. At least that's my understanding. Um, What if is the space to do a story like this? And honestly, as I was watching it and watching it with enthusiasm, I kind of kept thinking of, I kept thinking of some of the new characters we've been introduced to in the last phase or two of the MCU that are all exciting, but it's like, maybe it's not what if, it's what's next with them and with this, even if for some reason there's not the plan for Kahori to join the Avengers and whatever the big plan is, if that does not shake out in the near future, I feel like this was such a lovely self-contained story. This was the one I was looking forward to the most. Um, not that I'm not anticipating the, you know, Marvel 1602, but I've seen that and I've never gotten any Kahori before. And Matt, considering too that they did this in Mohawk, that there are less than a thousand people that speak that, and the exposure to give that that's just such a special thing just great character really appreciated devery jacobs performance here uh matt may not want to go to the imdb that may or may not be accurate that may or may not talk about you know future stuff fair enough and certainly I was, when I clicked today, I mean, I know we've talked about the episode titles and so forth. When I clicked today to watch after having, I think, fixed our podcast problems, um, I was coming off of the end of the the Kahori episode yesterday. Stephen Strange arrives. And then, oh, right. And I'm not trying to fast forward past the Kahori episode to what if Hella found the Ten Rings. But it kind of was like, oh, are we connected to that? What I think might be kahori stephen strange marvel 1602 story arc no we're not um which i think speaks to the strength of the kahori story one that aside from stephen strange you know is not really it's not really like a comic book story yes there's the asgardian element and the tesseract and so forth but being this new thing and being at least as of today largely self-contained um you know it stuck with me so to examine the absolute points in these two episodes that Sorter always uh, commits Ragnarok, um, that uh, Odin always shuts Hela down as his executioner, very Asgard-centric uh, flavor to these two episodes, interestingly enough. Um but back to what you were saying, different type of royalty here, you know, Queen Isabella of uh, Spain, uh, you said 1602, history, 616 history, not sure, um, only, records that she dies in 1504. So could what happened with Stephen Strange um move into that 1602 timeline i mean it's within reach yeah and i'm certainly not i'm not suggesting that it's a direct um pickup because you're right you know 
Columbus, 1492, this closer to this Kahori episode, closer to, you know, the, the beginning of the 1500s than, you know, 1602, a la Marvel 1602. But bringing it back to this Kahori tale here, um, particularly in contrast in a bit to, to the other one we'll be discussing today, familiar but new aspects like the the buffalo creatures which are hunted but now it's hunted for their fruit of sorts not not you know kind of killed for their meat and all of that i thought that this insofar as there were elements of this episode that um i'll say repackaged i don't mean it to be so crass or so kind of without without passion but that are representing elements that are familiar to us i felt that it was a good um a a good restatement of these things. The mileage that the Marvel cinematic universe has gotten out of the Tesseract. (laughs) My good, my goodness. Okay. And, and here I like repackaging, um, maybe repurposing. And now that it fractures, that it creates what's the, the stupid Spanish, conquistadors believe is a fountain of youth nice usage of you know the the mythology the real world mythology albeit wrong place you know looking for that Ponce de Leon Florida all of that um but then to have Kohori and the others wind up in what they call sky world it makes me wonder too like all right the the it's not the possibility, the the plan of Kahori moving forward in the MCU. Well, what about sky world? This place never glimpsed the possibility that, uh, yes, we've had people come back from there. Um, but that is a locale. I want to be brimming with optimism and I can't wait until we see see live action Skyworld and live action Kahori and all of that. My worry, particularly since the first season of What If, really kind of understanding in these last two, two and a half years that there really has not been a cohesive plan that what we saw, you know, leading up to uh, Infinity War in terms of like, here's a movie that advances... Uh, an Infinity Stone plot a bit, and here's another reference there and so forth, that, that that is just not present in the current making of the MCU. That's not to take away any of the optimism of this character, but I've just kind of lost the faith to say, oh man, Pete, and when Kahori steps out in Deadpool 3, everybody's going to go nuts. I don't know. I don't know what the... I, don't know I what think the it'll four... be sooner than Deadpool 3. Well... True, but on like in know. a couple weeks. Okay. Uh, bottom line being, I just I hope they can nail these connections. And I'm thinking also of of uh, James Gunn's recent statement. You know, we're not going to do we're not going to do secret scenes to add a character just to get a cool audience moment if it doesn't serve the story. And I was like, ooh, Marvel definitely has done that before. Um, let's let's not just give cool moments here. Like if we're going to see Kahori in live action next month, um, let it be in a really awesome and authentic way, which not for nothing, the native American nature of echo 
you know, sets sets that up. But let's let's see them do it as opposed to a lot of the fumbles that we've seen, particularly in this this most horrible of years for the MCU, 2023. Well, you bring in uh, Strange Supreme at the end of this episode. He's been looking for her. Okay, uh, that Kohori now speaks uh, Spanish and has figured out how to uh, open up a portal to Spain um, and all the possibility that stands there. So both this show moving forward into uh, other productions. Um, yeah. The, the possibility remains. So coming off of this strong story here to then have the experience of what if Hella found the 10 rings, I have to confess a couple of things. A, both of these titles that we are discussing today, I think both are slightly missing the target. What if Kahori reshaped the world? She's really only reshaping the world in that final scene. So and that's not a major complaint, but similarly, what if Hella found the Would Ten Rings? Would you like to know what the one-time temp title was for this episode? Absolutely. Um, you're going to have to forgive me on the name of the tribal, uh, nation, but at one point this was known as what if the Tesseract landed in the Haudenosaunee Confederacy before the colonization of America. Um, that's a, a belabored and bad title. <laughs> this is a better title. Um, what if Odin and Hela had faced Wenwu? That was this title. Well, and that brings me to the title that we got. What if Hela found the Ten Rings? Now, Pete, pardon my ignorance here. Okay, it's been it's been too long since there's been um story from Shang Chi's section of the MCU in that they made the one really awesome movie that did quite well for COVID times, quite well as a new character. Um, and then aside from uh, Abomination, you know, spinning into uh, She-Hulk and whatnot, we haven't gotten more why I don't know. But I had forgotten that Ten Rings, in addition to being the uh, series of ten, you know, encircled pieces of magic metal, the Ten Rings also referred to the guy because I kind of kept waiting for like, man, Hela's going to have the Ten Rings the way we've seen, you know, like, what if uh what was it last season you know what, what if um vision got the infinity gauntlet and that sort of thing so like at no point do we have hella like wearing the 10 rings for the big showdown at least as oh, i she recall wants to though like it it works both ways um i was fine with that and i like to you know here you do a classic anti hero story with Hela, obviously a heroine. Um, Kate Blanchett, I had no illusions this would be her voicing it. In fact, you know, I mentioned last episode, I'd seen all the names spaced that I saw her name and I'm like, oh, there's, there's no way they got Kate Blanchett and, and that doesn't sound like her. It's her. <laughs> I will say it's interesting how sometimes that happens between animation and live action. I actually, 
uh, as we are recording, yesterday I introduced my parents to the Strange New Worlds Lower Decks crossover episode. Um, and watching it for the billionth time, but the first time I've watched it in, you know, several months, let's say, it just kind of struck how, I don't know if it's even like a microphone placement thing, like when you're, I assume when you're recording for voiceover, you're right here against the microphone versus when you're on set, there's the boom mic. So some of that, like, like, come on, Mariner, let's go. Like some of that that you're saying to the microphone is a little less coming across on the speaker when it's live action. I I don't know, but I would agree here that um, it, it didn't sound like Kate Blanchett always, even though it definitely was her. And then when you swap out, okay, the, the helmet for Molnir, okay, you still wind up banishing uh, an Odin child to Earth. Uh, I, I know some of our listeners have some very intense feelings about that. Um, it It's a really great way to bring in the Asgard stuff to revisit the Shang-Chi stuff. I would differ a little bit with your opinion it is it has only been two years a little over two years since shang chi and we are getting more um i i think that there's a hunger that there's a clamor for that character for those characters i think really says something though I will disagree in your saying that it was a great story. I'll say it was good. Here's where I kind of, here's where the repackaging works less for me. I see the four elements that you're doing. There's the weapon that can't be lifted because not worthy and then has to go on a journey. What's the journey? It's the Shang-Chi journey that includes sitting and listening. And also, and I say this with great reverence to the, the Shang-Chi story, I apologize. I don't, I don't know the kind of proper martial arts uh, influence here, but to grow through the kind of balletic, you know, leaf, wind, dancing, fighting thing. Again, I just kind of felt like we're going to do a copy paste. We're going to turn Thor into Hela, and then we're going to turn the hammer into the helmet. And then we're going to turn the location from not the Southwest, but rather uh, th- this, you know, the, this magic realm here. Um, I thought it was a little, I could see where the copying was and I felt a little, a little slowed down by it. I was a little turned off by the resolution of we're going to fight. Oh, you have learned mercy. Now y- you have knocked my spear out of my hands you're my child again. Um, dig that she learned the lesson, the morality behind it. Uh, I really like the character of, of Hela and, um, you know, particularly Blanchett's portrayal, uh, gone too soon to get that back here. Awesome. And then that you open it up much like, um, the past couple episodes, you know, whether it's uh, Captain Carter being pulled into earlier times by Wanda, whether it's Strange Supreme showing up. All right. Now I have Kahori that you've got uh, the Ten Rings that you've got uh, Wenwu and Hela bearing down on Thanos as he's 
enslaving and going to uh, eliminate half of Gamora's home world and the larger story that we've had with her wiping out Thanos in a different time in a different um you know universe again just loaded with possibility it somewhat the the strength of elements of these stories not just for this episode but you know through the these seven so far it makes me wonder it makes me ask what if what if they did a what if season that instead of because like on a certain sense they wanted to have their cake and eat it too they want to do drastic redraws of the status quo to ask what if to put in one change and to follow that change but to do so in kind of a safe story space i.e you get to the end of the issue you get to the end of the episode and that's it but also they want to build to the big marvel team up climax at the end of the story arc at the end of the season and so forth which is all fine now we anticipate it more now that it's season two not season one but for example to see original Gamora at the end of this episode now denied her ability to take out Thanos and to, and to be her own agent of change as she was in the, uh, in the um, Sakaar episode. Those are not tonal differences because it's the what if concept, but it would, here's my point, Pete, it would have been interesting if it was, here's a series of events. Here's one thing in episode 201, here's one change to one character and oh, for the second episode, that then means that whatever it, uh, Tony Stark gets the Hulk stuff instead of uh, building the Iron Man, and it's kind of this cascade effect through to lead to the big showdown. Just a thought, just a thought for good old showrunner AC Bradley, who doubtless is <laughs> listening to this 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 holiday season. AC, reach out anytime. We have more great ideas. I have some good ideas. Pete has better ideas. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And, and pushing for the, the gray list for, uh, 2024 here. Uh, so how's it come together in these last two episodes? Are they intertwined? Are they separate? I mean, I, I want to expect that they are intertwined, although I'm not, um, I don't know. Based on the, um, based on this 10 rings episode, I don't know that that's the case. Although as you point out, because, or at least as I think you were implying because of the long life nature of Hela and when and so forth, you know, might they still be contemporaries of this 1602 thing? I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess just judging by the titles, the next episode is the 1602 episode and then the last one is what if supreme strange intervened that seems to be him intervening to stop this at the very least what we are anticipating might be this branch of kahori into marvel 1602 i'm i'm not quite sure let's get some messages from the multiverse pete and we're going to start with some good old-fashioned twitter where we ran a poll today Regarding these two episodes, uh, the choices were meh, that got 10%, then uneven at best, 0%, pretty good, 0%, then wowie, twists, turns, implied to be twists and turns, got 90%. 
Uh, some replies here on Twitter first from Major Noel Gardner. It's at Noel Camille on Twitter. Kahori's story was great. I hope we see more of her soon. The finale episode is shaping up to be wild. Hell's story was interesting. Can Odin stop sending his kids to Earth on timeout, though? Does Hella the good get recruited? I need more Morris and the Enchanted Murder Forest. Uh, how about Shang-Chi, too? Let's bring it on, folks. Yeah. Um, next tweet here from Spider-Ham Lincoln at TessLC139. Kahori was great. A welcome addition to the MCU multiverse. I'm looking forward to her next appearance. Her story made me think of the success of the Predator movie Prey. Nice use of language. The Hella story was entertaining, too. Maybe we'll also see Hella the White again. Uh, and Pete, that's a reference that you would not really have picked up on, but James the Sagacious did because uh, he's sagacious. I saw Ahsoka. We podcasted, remember? Uh, James also seeing that it was a reference to, Pete, a literary character named Gandalf, who is from The Lord of the Rings. The Dark Lord of the Sith. That was Ahsoka's former master, Anakin Skywalker. I understand these references. Uh, last tweet proper here comes from the aforementioned James the Sagacious at Big, uh, Big Killen on Twitter. They were both amazing. Kahori leaves me with no words. Hella's dry comedy was intoxicating. Somehow the redemption arc wasn't cheesy. Also, Hella went super cyan. Are we going to get a 1602 <laughs> mashup? Um, I, I sure hope we do. I hope we see a lot of these characters again. Uh, Pete, what do you have over there on Facebook? On Facebook, Robert T. Frost writes in about episodes 201 and 202. I finally got to start watching What If. Episode 201, does it now mean it's not Christmas until Nova Prime falls from Nakatomi Plaza? <laughs> uh, it might. It, Pete, what if there was a world where that was the case? This is the show that dares to ask. What if is uh, Lauren Cusro uh, writes in uh, the Iron Man episode was so good. My favorite of the season so far. Um, yeah. You know what? Each episode has had definite strengths to it, even though there's some I've liked better than the others. Each each has kind of gone for it. And that's uh, that's to their credit. And Scott Lincoln had uh, written a message there reminding us to put a poll up on Twitter that in the technical uh, fiasco we were dealing with, yeah, just did not happen. So our apologies, Scott. In the technical and in my behind the scenes emotional meltdown that, <laughs> that did get dropped. But Pete, I'm going to make sure we have a poll for, for 208 and 209 for sure. So uh so there you go. Thank you for the reminder there. And just a reminder, all of this made possible by the people of patreon.com slash fantastic geek. Indeed. So proud to be listener supported, particularly as we've gotten through some of these, uh, what now are bumps in the road, which a day ago was felt like a mountain. So thank you. Thank you one and all for your support. Let's keep the Marvel conversation going. Pete, you reminded us at the top. It's not just two episodes of What If, but uh, just a handful of weeks until we're talking Echo. So we'll be staying in the MCU. How can people be in touch with you on Twitter? 
You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on threads. You can find me on Blue Sky at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 12,600 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do me in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, and Threads, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with a PH, all one word, like it today. We will be back for one more episodic outing of What If? That will be on December 30th. We'll be wrapping up the season a couple days after that. Before you know it, Pete, it'll be January, which does put a bit of a shiver down my spine, but that that is uh, improved by the fact that we have Echo not too far behind, so looking forward to that discussion as well. For now, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you, Pete, the final word. I've been looking for you for a long time. 